0: Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness.
1: While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar, so strap in and let's
0: see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert, pretty damn batshit. This episode's topic, Brad Interrupted. The little known sequel to
1: Girl Interrupted. Uh, which I think that's where Angelina Jolie got her like first big. Was that her? Yeah,
0: yeah. That was that was her. First yeah, big she role. was. There
1: was a lot of like. What's her name was in it too. Went on a Yeah, went on a Amy. Uh, she passed away. The blonde.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh Brittany. Brittany. Brittany Murphy. Yes. Brittany Murphy. Sorry, yeah. not Amy. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Um, you know she passed like from like black mold. Is that no? I'd I'd heard that somewhere. Is that there was uh the house her and her husband bought had She's... black mold and it yeah. killed her. Yeah. Damn. I mean, she might have had like a pre-existing lung condition or something. But wow. Yeah, it's one of those things everybody assumes, oh, a young actor is probably- like heroin or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I just yeah. had an old removal in
1: my house. We're way off topic. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Already. <laughs>
1: Already. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we are recording this uh, is because- Well, Brad, I'll let you talk about it. I just got out of a mental hospital. Um, hospital, not institution.
0: Are there still mental institutions? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they refer to themselves that way. Yeah, um, I almost got sent to a psych ward and okay. opted out of that. Um, so I guess some of that terminology is still around. Sure, but these days, mental health facilities tend, to the most part, be uh, higher quality and more relaxing. Now, of course, I'm talking about a place that I voluntarily went into. Right, right, right. You know, if you had a horrible episode and had to involuntarily be hospitalized, that might be different.
1: So obviously talk about what you want to talk about and don't in any way feel pressure to talk about, you know, what you're not ready to, but can you talk, can you start with your lead up to seeking, um, that treatment?
0: Yeah. So I was having manic episodes and if if you guys tuned into our checking in, uh, you heard how we basically when this podcast started, we were all like, "Man, we're in therapy. We're on medication. We got control of this shit. Let's do well, it." You know what? Those minnows—they're now just one lethargic salmon. <laughs> That's it. I'm good. Maybe all these people who are kicked out of my life will start talking to me again. Stupid, stupid, Brad. <laughs> stupid, Adam. <laughs> stupid. And then we went into horrible depressive phases, <laughs> and um, I started having manic episodes. Again, and how long were you having them
1: before you decided that like what you were doing wasn't enough?
0: So, for those for those of you who don't experience mania, or maybe don't experience it to this degree, there's you don't always recognize that you're in it when you're in it. Sure, you just feel. Man, I'm energetic. I feel great. I feel confident. Mm-hmm. Like it feels good, right? That's why it's difficult. That's why a lot of people get misdiagnosed uh, with bipolar. They they get di- uh, misdiagnosed as unipolar depression, right? Which happened to you. Yep. Because you don't always see the mania as a bad thing, right? No, it's like this is this is the equivalent of joy. So right, go right. Yeah. right. And you get that grandiosity. Mm -hmm. And once that starts kicking in, it's like, oh, there can't be anything wrong with me. Right. I am amazing. Why would there be anything wrong with me right now? I'm the fucking king of the world. That's Uh, why you
1: get that tattoo on your forehead that says king of the world.
0: I know. I know. And you know what's weird? Mm. I haven't been able to get a job since. What? You would think that that would open some doors for me. You see, this is just more of mental health discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um looking back I think I was having manic episodes off and on for a few weeks. Okay. Um and I have those memory gaps mm. that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have weird behavior. I look back at emails I sent people and I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is the most rambling, mm. you know, like like am I confessing my love for somebody here?" Cuz right. that's kind of what it sounds like. Sure. And I don't know that's what I meant. No wonder they don't write me back. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. Um, looking back on it. But then what came to a head. And I'd never experienced a manic episode like this before. Again, we're talking about how it feels good. Right. You have the euphoria. All this. I had a big memory gap. Um, On a Friday. And. My energy just kept increasing and increasing. I was talking a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. I started pacing around, and uh, my heart wouldn't slow. Okay, My heart was just racing, and I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. You know, I got a lot of energy. Sure. i go to the gym. Burn it go, off, yeah. Yeah, burn it off. On my way to the gym, and I don't remember this, I apparently had a very weird conversation with a friend of mine on the phone. Okay. I don't remember the conversation at all, but it made them worried about me.
1: Um, Is this someone who knew you were bipolar? Yeah. Okay.
0: So I get to, I get to the gym. uh, I work out. When I'm leaving the gym, it's night, and all the lights are incredibly bright and vivid.
1: Interesting. All all the colors. Okay.
0: The uh, you know the greens and the reds and stoplights, people's uh, brake lights. Like it's just incredibly vivid. And then I get home, and every little noise in my house is so loud and overwhelming. The creaking of the floor. My kid's talking. Not even Mm -hmm. screaming and fighting. Just talking. Just talking, yeah. The TV on. Like, I I can't take it. I can't take any of it. And I have to just go sit in my room, and I'm, like, kicking my feet on the bed because I I can't stop moving. So I don't sleep that night. Mm -hmm. I try to, and I just toss and turn all night. Sure. Next day, heart's still racing. And it's starting to feel bad. Um, my, I'm sick to my stomach. Like uh, it, it feels like just adrenaline is just being dumped in my yeah. stomach mm-hmm. over and over. I'm pacing around the room. I'm rubbing my arms. I'm snapping my fingers like this. Like that's, you guys can't see it, but I'm n- I'm not so, even doing like normal. Yeah, that's
1: not how people snap fingers. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's my my
0: ring finger against the back of my middle finger. For some reason, I'm walking around doing this nonstop. I'm rubbing my pants hmm. a lot while I walk around. And my wife is like, you had too much coffee. Right. Just go into the next room. And- Real quick, proud of you for wearing pants, by the way. Yeah. And not just yeah. rubbing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I say pants. <laughs> it was, you know, calfskin, right? assless <laughs> calf. <laughs> But the calfskin. Yeah, th- oh, no, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. makes it classy. Yeah, that's what makes it classy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so I'm walking around, I'm rubbing my pants, I'm snapping my fingers, I'm rubbing my arms. My wife's like, you, you just had too much coffee, you just need to calm down. Interesting, okay. And I'm like, no, no, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. And I'm, and I'm getting freaked out. And so um, uh, I call, I, I look up uh, a mental hospital. Oh, okay. And, well, first, okay, let me backtrack. And I tell this story because this is an indication I'm going to get into, like, the weeds here. Yeah. This is an indication of how fucked up our system is. Mm. So I go on the app for my insurance, and it lists a bunch of places that supposedly carry my insurance. Right. So I call the first place. And they're great. The staff's great and everything. But they're like, we don't actually work with your policy. Like oh right, they work. They
1: work for the insurance with the insurance company, but not, not, not your particular policy. Right, right. So
0: yeah, already Dude. the app's fucked. Up. Yep. Um, and I'm not getting the information I need, and, and so I was like, "Oh, well, can you recommend another place?" And they were like, "Yeah, let me let us get your number. We'll recommend a you know, we'll find a place that will take your insurance." Oh wow, okay, that's and great. I was like, Just out of curiosity, if I paid out of pocket, what would it cost me? Well, our rates start at about fifty-five thousand. But the average is about 75.
1: I'm sorry, for how long? That would be for a few days. Fuck you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. And this wasn't, I assume, in like Malibu no. or the Pacific no. Palisades. Yeah, no, I'm
0: not calling like the Betty Ford Clinic. Right, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Which I assume is fancy. I, don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Betty Ford was pretty <laughs> yeah, fancy. She was pretty fancy. I'm not calling the Matt Damon.
1: Uh... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mr. Damon. Uh... Please return our calls. Yeah, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, so um, uh, so I get a call back um, much later from a uh, another facility that they had referred me to. Okay. So I start talking to that facility. That facility needs copies of my insurance card. So I send them copies of my insurance card. Turns out they also don't use my policy. God damn it. So they refer me to another facility. This yeah. happens again. So the fourth facility I get referred to... Um this is how many days later? Uh this now we're on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Um so so this keeps happening. My wife at this point has finally come around to being like, There's something wrong. Um and we had a we had a little bit of an argument about that. And it it was just she didn't want there to be something wrong.
1: And no, I understand yeah. that.
0: I understand that. But I was you know, kind of standing there freaking out, being like, I need you to see this. Neither, I need you to realize this. Neither do we. We don't want there to be something wrong either. Yeah. Um, so she ended up finding, there was like a uh, an L.A. County mental health hotline. Oh, okay. So I called the mental health hotline. They recommend me to an urgent care out in Sylmar, uh, which is a good distance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From where I'm at. And so I get in the car and I drive out there. So the reason why I was saying I wanted to tell, get in the weeds on that story is I was at least in my right frame of mind trying to do this. All right. Could you imagine if I was further along in the mania or if you were, say, schizophrenic and you needed help being forced to jump through these fucking hoops? Yeah. Like you're not going to get help. Yep. That's what's going to end up happening.
1: The the number of times I've been in a depressive episode prior to my diagnosis, and I have tried once or twice to get some form of help, and then utterly failed because of the system, and then just gave up. Yeah. I just gave up because I was like, nope, can't, nope. And
0: you were in your right frame of mind. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah, I wasn't- I mean, you you were
0: depressed, but-
1: Right, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, in any way, like,
0: delusional or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're on the verge of having a psychotic episode- and you're trying to catch it before right. it happens, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen before you could go through this process. Right. So Or th- you're gonna end up with a seventy five thousand dollar bill. Woo. So
1: um
0: okay, so Silmar, is that where you ended up being? So uh I drive out to Silmar. Um I go into the place. I wasn't thinking I'm wearing gym pants with a drawstring. Oh. So they have to take my pants. <laughs> um it's every- it's a Which, dream. You know, it's a dream, baby. Right. I mean, that's how. <laughs> that's how I live most of my life. A lot life. of anyway. pornos start that way. i walking. <laughs> you walk into the hospital,
1: sir. I need your pants.
0: <laughs> you know that would be a good, uh, a good like subcategory of porn. It's like <laughs> mental health porn. Oh my god. <laughs> this is. A, I'll treat your depression. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's also that's still the go-to music right when people are like talking 70s about bass yeah. <laughs> yeah like has porn used that music in 40 years
1: does does porn <laughs>
0: have music
1: i don't, I don't know. think it does I don't not know. that i remember <laughs> anyway sorry uh
0: back to your no pants o'clock i don't know we could check out lauren's only fans <laughs> um we love you lauren um so uh yeah so no pants o'clock um I also have to fill out like tons of paperwork and mm. shit when I get there, which again, it's like if you're not, if you weren't in a right mental state. Why wouldn't you just turn around and walk out? Right. Right. It's like, no, fuck right. this. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Cause I was voluntarily checking. Right. And, yeah. You know, I'm, so, so I go through all this. They have to take my pants because there's a drawstring in them. Um, Did they give you new pants? They gave me a gown. All right. So they gave you something. That's the first, uh, the first step on my, uh, uh, this made me depressed uh, journey here. <laughs> because then I go in, and because it's mental health urgent care, most people aren't there voluntarily. Right. There, yeah. So I go in. I'm in a gown. White walls, white tile, mm. all this stuff. Uh, very clinical and antiseptic. There's someone who's basically comatose um, in a chair, completely unmoving, staring off into space. There's another guy who continually gets up every few minutes, spins three times while counting it off, and then mm. snaps his fingers three times, and then sets again. Okay. And then another guy they have to keep yelling at because he keeps taking his clothes off. And I don't, I don't want to judge.
1: There's no judgment.
0: Other people's struggles, but what was depressing to me is I was sitting there and I was I was just like, is this what it's fucking come to? Yeah. You know, this is where I'm at now. And then they fed us Jello. Just to be like, let's really drive the cliche home. Here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the woman's name was Nurse
1: Ratchet, and it yeah, came out. Yeah.
0: Jack Nicholson was there. <laughs> That's it was weird. weird. I mean, not that weird, but you know Jack. Yeah. But yeah, Danny DeVito was there, and we compared body types. <laughs> <laughs> they often
1: got confused for
0: one another. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, so how long were you in that facility? So I was there for uh, almost twenty four hours. Okay. Um. I met with a psychiatrist while I was there. He recommended I go to another facility and um, get put on Seroquel.
1: Okay. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. I just remember because we had a conversation. You said a different
0: medication, Ambilify. I believe that's what I ended up
1: on. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to jump ahead. Keep going.
0: So Seroquel is an Mm antipsychotic. So for those of you who've been listening, and keeping track. I don't know why you would be keeping track of my medication. I but. think
1: there's like one of those like, you know,
0: Super Bowl squares <laughs> yeah. that people like Brad oh, and if there's not, guys, please start please that. Start one. That'd like be what fun. we're taking. Yeah. <laughs> what we're
1: taking. When when's the next time Adam's gonna have a depressive episode
0: or Brad's <laughs> yeah. gonna go off his meds? That's fun. <laughs> That's a good time. That would be awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Let us know so we can we can put put yeah, some I'll money down. Yeah, put some down. money down. Yeah, I'll put a couple <laughs> of bucks down. Um so Yeah, so he recommended I go on Seroquel. I'd only been taking Lamotrigine, Mm -hmm. which I thought had been working really well. Um, And in typical bipolar fashion, and I hate to admit this, um, but I think it's probably a good lesson for all of you. It was going so well, I was like, I don't need my meds anymore.
1: Uh, Wait, so this is prior to your manic episode? Yeah. Yeah. See, man. I know. I know. I'm not blaming you. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's so cliché. It like, is. Like, we all do it at some point. We're like, I'm doing better. I don't need this anymore. Yeah. No, you're doing better because you're taking yeah. it. There's... And I especially feel like an asshole with that because we, we talk about that so much on here. Sure. Like, take your goddamn medication. Yeah. Um. But but I, I get it. Like, I
1: think everyone who listens gets it because this is still a weakness. It's viewed as a weakness. We have it in our head as a weakness. Yeah. And if we start besting that weakness- you know, we want to be like, oh, now I'm stronger. Now I'm strong enough. I don't need any more right. any more assistance, right? right? Like, I got this. I have figured this out. Especially when you start taking uh, uh, steps to to really address it. Like, dude, we're doing this podcast. You're going to therapy. I've had all these breakthroughs. All these breakthroughs. You're talking to your wife, fully yeah. open about it. And then you're like, oh, man, maybe I don't need the meds. And then blah. Yeah. Sorry. So um, tell me, is Sarah... Seraphil? Is that what you said? So, Seroquel. Sarah, Sarah. So, that's an antipsychotic.
0: Okay. What was um, that experience like? Well, so... Okay. I, I didn't end up on the Seroquel for more than like a day.
1: Okay. So, you didn't really even... It was very sedative. Seditative? Yeah. Um, does work? yeah is sedative. sedative. Is that, yeah. a, does that work? word? Is that We know what you mean. You were okay. sleepy pants. Got I was it. sleepy
0: pants. That's right. <laughs> sleepy time too. Um, <laughs> so, um... Yeah. So then they served uh they served me mac and cheese. Um, Wait, like cuz you're from the south, that must've been
1: super insulting cuz I can't imagine it was like It was good. microwave mac and cheese. Yeah, oh, and you must m- have been pissed. the middle.
0: The middle was still ice. You must have been. I was pissed. like God damn. like I <laughs> as though I'm not going through enough. Right, exactly. You can't even heat the fucking mac and cheese. Hey, if group. I wasn't in a mental institution, um I would now be in one because you just everything about this is wrong. <laughs> Check me in for a week. Cause this mac and cheese has driven me over the edge. That's okay. Yeah. So uh yeah. So, so it was sedative. It was seditative. Yeah. So then I get um we go through this whole rigmarole where they want to send me to this this other facility. Okay. And they want to bring a um an ambulance out to to uh, right. And they fuck you with that bill. To take me, right. Yeah. Um and I was like, well, what about my car? I drove here. And they were like, oh, your car. Well, it'll probably get towed. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want my car to <laughs> well- <laughs> get towed. Can I just drive myself? And they said, well, for liability reasons, you can't. And so we went back and forth on that shit. Again, thankfully, I was in enough, you know, right, right, right. space. Um, which by the way, the psychiatrist I spoke to was like, you did the right thing coming in when you did, because if this mania continued to ramp up at the, the, the pace that you're experiencing it within a couple of hours, you wouldn't be in the mind frame to check yourself in.
1: Sorry, keep going. I have so many, I have so many questions. Keep going, please. And you know.
0: So, um, yeah. So we go back and forth about the car and then I was like, what we ended up landing on was I could check myself out drive myself to the other place which actually ended up being closer to my house it's in Van Eyes. oh and it was my house you guys yeah <laughs> they were sending me to Adam's house Brad house. lived in my garage yeah with beans licking my face <laughs> that was my therapy That's what, you know he's actually in feet which is yeah. the weird part yeah beans, thought, is, <laughs> beans is my dog by the I way I didn't tell you I thought it was beans licking my feet and I looked down one night it was Mandy weird <laughs> weird but it tracks and then she was like make sure to tell Adam yeah <laughs> I was like, this is, this is weird. It's real weird. Well, you know, our marriage is unconventional. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So since I was driving myself, I was like, I'm going to go home first and change pants. Good for you. I don't want to go through that again. So, wait, 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 Did you get your pants back without the drawstring?
1: Like, no, no, no. The drawstring aw, was in them.
0: That would have been fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I drive home. I eat dinner. Put the kids to bed. I'm feeling a lot better at this point. I think it's the Saraquel. How did the kids react? Um, they didn't know what i they didn't thought know. I'd okay. yeah, just like been at the gym all day or something. Got it. Um I didn't I didn't want to scare them. No, no, yeah, no. Of course, of course, hospital. of course. Um so yeah, so by that time I'm feeling pretty good and I'm like kind of debating whether I should go or not. But then I was like, I should, so it's
1: like I the mids, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I go to the place. And they told me that because I didn't take the ambulance, the ambulance would have done a, um, they would have done a medical screening on me. I okay. had to be medically cleared. So I had to either go to an ER or go to their sister facility in Hollywood first to get medically cleared. And then it was an actual psych ward. And so the minimum stay was three days.
1: So you had to go get checked physically. Yeah. And then once you got checked physically, you had to come back and then it was a three day stay.
0: Yeah. Got it. Okay. So at that point, I was I was feeling a, a lot better because of the Seroquel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go home. Let me okay. S- let me sleep tonight. Let's see how I am the next day. So I slept. I woke up the next day, and you know what comes after mania, Adam? Yeah, I do, Brad. Shame. Shame. Unrelenting shame. Shame. All I wanted to do was to go crawl in a hole somewhere and not talk to anybody and that no one would know I existed for the next week. Hmm. Um, and again, I had those memory gaps. I had no idea what the fuck I did, what I said to people.
1: We Um, were texting by the way, I believe at that time, if we go back, I believe we were. See, I don't remember that. No, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I had no idea. Uh, by the way, I I found this out like the day before Brad actually checked himself in. Now, I like to this point, I still wasn't aware. And then Brad, right before Brad checked himself into the final location, that's when I learned about all this. So yeah. the his memory gaps. I mean, even though I've had them myself, it's still hard to comprehend because I'm like, no, we were talking that whole time and talking about different methods of getting the the podcast out there. And yeah, yeah. sorry, keep going, please I don't proceed. Remember that yeah.
0: Uh, so I woke up the next day, I felt a lot better. Um, but I decided that I should check myself into a longer term place. Okay. So going back to the whole rigmarole with all these hospitals referring me and checking my insurance, I ended up with a place that took my insurance, took my actual policy. And so I went and I checked myself in. Okay. And so I just got back from spending a week there. They wanted me to stay for a minimum of at least sixteen days, but I had gotten to the point where I was kind of it was kind of stressing me out to be away from the kids. Sure, yeah. And um, so, were you there twenty four hours a day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was under the impression. Well, that- I was looking. One of the places I was looking at that ended up not taking my policy, but they were they were incredibly nice, and they they like we went through the whole process. Um was uh you could do eight a m to two p m every day That was the one I thought you were in. okay, that's what I would have preferred
1: <laughs> right um,
0: so uh so I check into this place and it's a nice facility. it's in Ventura County. it's overlooking the ocean. oh, you know, so it's, yeah it's it was relaxing um, for sure. it didn't feel like a hospital. It felt like you're at like a Marriott, sure.
1: Did you plug our podcast while you were there?
0: I did. Nice. Not only did I plug our podcast, for those of you who listen to the best of episodes one through six, I recorded that <laughs> You there. did. You see
1: it. that? This is all just a big old marketing scheme on the part of Brad. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, guerrilla marketing. Andy Kaufman would be proud. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, anyway. So, I check into this place. Uh, the first thing that they they kind of clamp down is to establish a routine every day. Okay. And that's a routine I kept with today and I hope to keep with afterwards. And uh, apparently that's very important for bipolar.
1: What and is your routine? Because I'm the same way. Like, if I don't have my routine, I'm fucked.
0: So uh, the routine there was get up at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. go for a walk, come back, have coffee, breakfast, and then there it was start therapy, sure. psychiatrist, yeah, yeah, yeah. etc. Um, You know, today I got back and... You know, I, I did some work, went to the gym, came back, took a shower, did more work, therapy, came here. Got it. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So uh, that was kind of every day is therapy, group sessions, meet with psychiatrists. Uh, I had a roommate who was a perfectly nice guy. They wanted to talk about the Fast and the Furious movies way too much. So was
1: he a nice guy? Okay, wait a minute. How <laughs> nice of a guy was he if it was that? Well, luckily,
0: he found another guy there who was really big into DC Comics movies. Oh, perfect. And they great. became fast friends. Exact. Yep, great. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> excuse me. This facility was also electronics friendly. Yeah, so right. We were, yeah, because again, we were messaging. Yeah, so I could text with people. I could make phone calls if I needed. I could do work on my laptop. They recommended keeping all that at a minimum just to keep your stress low. Sure. Um How would
1: the, I'm sorry, keep going.
0: So So many questions.
1: Well, go ahead. No, so, so okay. So group sessions, what was that like? And were you in group sessions with other people that were suffering from the same?
0: Everybody in my ward Mm -hmm. was bipolar. Okay. Okay. So so the
1: sessions that you were having were with other people that were
0: bipolar. Yeah. And uh, different bipolar. There was uh, some people there suffering from cyclothymic, Mm -hmm. bipolar two, bipolar one, uh, which by the way. Uh, while I was there, I got upgraded to bipolar one. Congratulations! Yeah, so I did it, guys. <laughs> you did
1: it. I did it. I think we can stop the podcast now. Brad succeeded in his I, super. He's Super Saiyan bipolar. I've I've reached my final form. Um, <laughs> super Saiyan bipolar. That was awful. I apologize. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Help us continue the conversation. Leave us a comment with your thoughts, experiences, or questions about mental health. Every opinion and viewpoint is valid. Just don't be a dick. Hey friends, Brad and I started Batshit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, 7 days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash bad You'll get 10% off for the first month, and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please.
0: We love you. And what I found out uh, also was the – where I was talking about when I went into that, that Bad Manic episode, the one that did not feel good. Right. I found out two things about it. One, the colors and the sounds, what I was experiencing is what they call a pre-psychotic episode. Okay. So if that had continued to escalate, I would have gone into full-blown psychosis. Uh,
1: Take notes, everyone who's listening at home who might be suffering from bipolar. That's a really important item. I had no idea about that. So please-
0: I'd never heard about that either.
1: Now, be aware if whatever situation you're in, you start you know, experiencing that. Anyway, sorry. Continue, please. Uh,
0: So the other thing- was I was actually probably in a bad mixed feature state. Okay. Because one of the things, and I've experienced mixed feature states before. You have too. Sure. For those of you listening at home who maybe aren't familiar with this, basically a mixed feature state is the worst of both worlds. Yep. You have all the energy of mania. You have the grandiosity, yet you somehow still feel worthless and a piece of shit and unlovable and that the world's going to end at any moment. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any motivation to do anything. Uh, they say most suicides in uh, amongst bipolar occur during a mixed feature state. But one of the ways that people, and I've never experienced this before until that, this episode, that some people describe a mixed feature state is you have all that energy, but you feel so horrible that you feel like you just want to pull your skin off. Sure. And that's what I felt like. Sure. Um, so I was experiencing a pre-psychotic mixed feature state. Wow, that's a lot. And so it was a good thing I went and got help when I did. Um, so, yeah. So we we were doing dialectical behavioral therapy. Well, uh, can you go into detail about yeah, that? Yeah. So we recently interviewed uh, Lauren Malisi. I'm not sure how these will these episodes will drop, but uh, she was talking about this uh, going through this for borderline personality disorder and PTSD, but. Basically, what dialectical behavioral therapy is is you're exploring your emotions, not not just the things you do, but the emotions behind them, the emotions you feel after, and kind of trying to rework how you think. Okay, um, that's different from cognitive behavioral therapy, which is more of kind of throwing up a mirror right in front of you, like, like really diving into who you are and right right. How do you feel? Like yeah. what happened in your childhood that led to this? You know, et cetera. Um. Both are good. Sure. Yeah. You know, they're just different. Different strokes, different folks. So, um, so we did a lot of dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, to go back to your question about the groups, um, that was basically just a lot of talking, like everybody kind of sharing what they're going through, what their stories are, the things they've struggled with. Did you find that helpful? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of in the same way, you know, like the messages we get here. Sure. Uh, are it's, it's hearing, Hearing what other people are going through, not only do you not feel so alone in this, but um, sometimes people, the things that other people notice are things that you're experiencing, but you didn't really pay attention to.
1: Sure. Like you don't track it. Right. Right.
0: And, or maybe they're verbalizing it in a way that it clicks with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. once again, we've talked about that. Like the way you see something, the way you verbalize something may not be. Enough to trigger a response from a medical professional, a friend, a loved one. And that's not on you guys and girls. It's um, th- That's a very much a, a fault of um, how we've come to view illness.
0: Yeah. 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 So that was good. Um, talked to a psychiatrist daily.
1: Now, did, did they put you on a different medication while they you did. were there? Okay. So
0: because Seroquel is so, so sedating. Sure. There's the word. There it is. I, <laughs> I, I did like it. sedative. I like that. I did it. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm and an actor, buddy. Don't forget. <laughs> I'll send you my headshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, because uh, Seroquel is so sedating, mm-hmm. uh, they put me on a Bilify. Okay. Bilify is also an antipsychotic, but it it's not as sedating mm-hmm. as Seroquel. And... Uh, I've liked the Abilify.
1: Are you still on the
0: Abilify? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. So it's going to so, be
1: an ongoing medication with you?
0: Yeah. So now my medication is Lamotrigine at 125 milligrams a day.
1: So they upped and it because you were at 100, right?
0: No, I was at 125. Okay. So, that so that it's the same. the same. Okay. Uh, and then added the Abilify. How much in Abilify? Uh, I am on 50 milligrams of Abilify, I, I believe. And okay. I take that uh, before bed every night. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys, there's a uh, ice cream truck outside. I'm telling you, that and awesome I'm, ice yeah. cream truck. We talked about it in
1: Christie's episode, too. Uh, that's,
0: that's not us having an episode. Yeah, that... I, I was going to say, like, it took me a second. I was like, am I the only one hearing this music? <laughs> yes, you are, It's bro. like in uh, Silver Linings Playbook when he's the only one that hears, Cherie <laughs> I remember
1: you texted me about that movie. It was a great clip that he, um, that he picked out from... Uh, Silver Lining's playbook, which I haven't seen in god, like 15 years, and I only
0: think I saw it once. Yeah, both Bradley Cooper's character and Jennifer Lawrence's character are bipolar, right? In it, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd seen it the first time before, way before being diagnosed, right? Right, right, yeah, you didn't even clock it, right? Didn't even clock, it. yeah, and then re watching it after being diagnosed like man isn't that isn't
1: that funny right like you you know maybe in the back of your mind that this is about mental illness and this is any number of like different uh uh, things you might consume be they movies books films i mean movies and films are the same thing television shows um but until you like really experience and clock it going back and rewatching it all of a sudden you're you're seeing it in a whole new light yeah yeah Yeah. it's that's Okay.
0: This ice cream truck, by the way, sounds like one of those like, off brand Nintendo games from oh, 1987. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they serve, I'm telling like, you, it's do solid. you guys ever play Kid Nikki? Oh, my no, no, no. What was it? Little Nikki Kid Ninja. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I'm telling you, man, they have good soft serve. We could go get some if you really want to. We should. You, we we should. should. It's really solid. Pour some whiskey over it. Is <laughs> it? <some laughs> uh, yeah, so. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> so you're now on Ambulify on the Daily. Yeah. And uh, you started taking that at the second. So that means you got off the Seraphil.
0: Yeah. Seraphil, I only took Seraphil. God
1: damn it. Um, You know what it is? I want to say, what is it uh, that uh, plants uh, utilize? Um, uh, I don't. You know what? Never mind. I don't know what I was (laughs) going to say. I know what you're talking about. I can't think. Yeah. Wires across. I went to school, y'all. There it is. Oh, now it's outside. Oh, man. I feel like I feel like
0: doo-doo. like the Kool-Aid man's about to bust through the wall here. Yeah, you know what's really funny, though?
1: Wouldn't it be great if the mic didn't pick any of it, that <laughs> yeah, up? Like, and everybody's <laughs> like, they're, they're insane. They're, now they're fucking having an episode. They're <laughs> having an episode right now. It'd be amazing. I'm going to have to go back and boost it <laughs> and post just to make sure people know we're not fucking loco. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're on the Abilify. You're on the uh, the McDoll. And how did you find the um, the time you spent away?
0: Relaxing. Okay. And I think it was needed just kind of stepping outside of your life mm-hmm. for a moment and just focusing on your mental health. Right. Even though I wasn't experiencing an episode when I went in, mm-hmm. it was such a it was such a needed thing. You yeah. Know, I feel like I have better coping mechanisms now.
1: Oh really? Okay. I,
0: I feel like I understand my triggers a little better. Um And what some of those triggers are. Mm.
1: So Uh, you felt like the time away wasn't just a chance for you to reset, but also gave you the ability to um, establish uh, uh, growth, Uh, establish um, like you're bettering yourself while you're there. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like a reset. It was a reset
0: and growth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's, I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier today. That's kind of this whole process, right? Is right. We're slowly, we're slowly growing. Yeah. We're slowly coming across these realizations. We're slowly finding these sour patches within ourselves. Sour patch kids. Sure. Sour patch kids. We're slowly finding these sour patch Those kids, crazy gummy ourselves. freaks. Yep. <laughs> and eating them. Eating them. Um. No, but you know, we keep finding these little things. I mean, all all these things we've talked about in previous episodes. Uh, you know, knowing, knowing how to deal with some of these issues, knowing how to communicate some of these issues, you know, me finally letting go of the shit with my mom, me, um, you know, we talked, I, th- I think it was in the parenting episode, you know, me realizing, uh, when I would go into these manic states, because of the way I grew up, you know, just desperately needing human touch. Right. And, um, and love bombing and all this stuff. Um, you know and, and i feel like that's this journey is that you just slowly kind of deconstruct yourself and put the pieces back together into someone new
1: i think that's um, i th- honestly think that's the hardest part of the journey is that like especially as fixers which is who we are you know just who we are y- you want to say okay i'm on the medication i've uh, uh, i've acknowledged the fact that i'm sick this will be now be fixed or I'm going to do some work like I'm going to go away for a week. I'm going to reset, I'm going to learn what
0: I need, and I'm going to be fixed. And there's no fix. And there's no fix. And that's the mistake I made. Sure. You go back and you listen to our first few episodes, that was totally my mindset. Yeah. Hey guys, I know what I'm on, and you know, I know what my problem is. Mm-hmm. I got the drugs, I got the therapy. I'm fucking good, man. Yeah. Let me call up everybody. Be like, <laughs> "Hey guys, Brad's back." Brad's back. <laughs> And that's that ever lasts. The mm. Yeah. Um, there's not a there's not a destination here. It is it is a journey, and it's probably a lifelong journey. Okay. And hopefully, you continue to improve along that journey.
1: Well, uh, and 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 that comes down to work. Like, yeah. here's the here's the thing. We we've had a lot of episodes now. And we've talked about not being ashamed, and we've talked about like you know understand that who you are is okay, even if it is a little broken. None of that excuses you from the work that you need to do to better yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you have these compulsions. You have this illness. You still got to do the work, man. Like, that's not a – that's yes, that's a justification. It's not an excuse. Yeah. You know, acknowledge that. If you have people in your life who you feel are sick – And maybe they even acknowledge they are sick, but they're unwilling to seek help for that sickness or do the work, you know, to better themselves. That's a red flag, everybody. That's toxic because what they're gonna do is you can
0: you can have empathy.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean you need to let their ignorance, chosen ignorance, continue to drag you down into the quagmire. Yeah, because
0: obviously we're mentally ill. You know, Clearly,
1: so, if you've listened to any of this yeah, podcast.
0: The subtitle of the show, obviously, <laughs> we have a lot of empathy toward mental illness. Um, but at some point, you, you have to take responsibility for your own shit. Yep. Whatever that looks like. And that might look like something scary. I was scared shitless. I'm sure. To check into a mental hospital. Um, and I know it was the right thing. And it still feels like a low point. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it probably will for a while.
1: And yet- you know, a year and a half ago, I had appendicitis, and I went into the ER. And you and don't think twice about it. You don't it. think twice You're about it. You're not like, it.
0: I should have cut that out what myself. Am I, I should, have fucking,
1: <laughs> should have fucking just been a man. Mandy, <laughs> bring me the
0: scotch and a belt
1: <laughs> and a rusty knife. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the rustier, the better, baby. Great. We're going to keep this. We're going to put it up on the mantle. We're going to name it George. <laughs>
0: it's George by appendix.
1: Exactly. You know, it's- yeah, that you wouldn't think twice about right, it.
0: Right, right. But for some reason when it comes to mental health. I mean, even as much as we talk about that and we try to destroy that stigma, I still have that in me. Of course, so do I. Yeah. So do I. And
1: I I don't know if it's because part of us doesn't value mental health
0: as much as we value physical health. I mean, like you said, it's you you can't see it. Right. And it's difficult. You know, I'm, I'm an incredibly introspective person, especially since getting diagnosed with this. I'm constantly reflecting on what I've done during episodes. It's hard to parse sometimes what's you and what's the illness. Sure. And I think that's a difficult thing, too, that you don't get with physical ailments. I mean, again, you have appendicitis. You have a fever. You have these things that are yeah. directly appendicitis. Mm-hmm. When you have something like bipolar, it affects your behavior. Right? Right. Uh, All sorts th- of shit can affect your behavior. Right. What What's the line between me and manic me? Right. You know? And I don't always have the answer for that.
1: You know, I was talking to my shrink uh, last week, and we were talking about Joy, right? Yeah. And he's like, so what does Joy look like for you? She's 6'1".
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Boo. <laughs> uh, both of our wives are brunette and not 6'1". Um, <laughs> But it's that idea of, like, what does joy look like for you? And have you experienced it? And I'm like, I mean, I'm sure I've experienced joy at some point in my life. But to quantify it, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, not really. And so he said, well, okay, fair enough. How do you know what you've experienced at your high points, be they manic moments or not, is not joy? And I'm like, I don't have an answer for that the only answer I do have is like if it takes me to be to feel like that like to feel manic to feel like an adrenaline adrenaline rush that won't end to feel joy I I don't want that like I, if this is who I am I don't like it and I want to change it and there's some parts of me I can't change you know the the parts that are written into my DNA and like you know the parts that are, you know, my trauma that have manifested into the way I am. But at the same time, like don't tell me that the only way to feel good is like this cuz I don't I don't want that to be the case. And that comes back to what we were talking about like okay, then do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Like find you gotta find do a, work? find a way to find joy in another way.
0: And especially you have to do the work if it's affecting the people you love.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that's huge. Well, and
0: yeah. that was another thing I wanted
1: to talk to you about. So how did your family feel about this time away?
0: So my kids thought I went away for work. Okay. Again, I didn't want to worry them. Um, we've talked before. I, I try to be open with my kids about what I have, but just even the, the word hospital. Sure,
1: well, it yeah. conjures such an image.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, and my youngest son had just had to go to the hospital because he fell while playing soccer, uh, hit his head on the bleachers, It cut, cut it to the bone. What? Yeah, so he had to go and have stitches, and they had to give him Lidocaine shots inside the wound. Holy crap. I was in tears. I've never heard a kid scream like this. Wait, it was...
1: wait a minute. Is this, is this the same one who had a hernia? Because didn't one of your kids
0: have a hernia at some point? No. Different friend. No, but he bit. Uh, he nearly bit his tongue into one. Damn. Yeah. Had a Fucking hardcore at the oh, Hodson this, house. This kid, he's 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 going to be a UFC fighter or something. <laughs> there you um, go. He won't have any mental issues. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> he's also hilarious. So, oh, God, he's going to be Joe Rogan. Oh, That's no. He's going to oh, be Joe no. He's
1: going to piggyback off the success of your podcasting <laughs> career. <laughs> and Dude. he has such
0: nice hair now. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, so you know, my wife was incredibly supportive over it. The she's very practically minded to the point where sometimes it kind of hurts a little. Yeah. Like, uh, her main concern was: Does insurance cover this? What's it going to cost out of pocket, et cetera? I and, mean, and you I can't. Was just like, can, can you just talk about me for a minute? Yeah. But that's how she deals with stress.
1: Sure. You know? Well, yeah. She. She. Um. She like. Reins it in, like she like finds a way to control it in some aspect, and I get that, but it's also a real fucking concern because like seventy five thousand dollars, you know, it's like,
0: and again, you know, that's that's our like, I'm I'm not gonna take this into the political arena, but you know, we talk about the gun problem in the U S. and mass shootings, and everybody's like, well, we need better mental health, we need better mental health care, and it's like, well, what the fuck does that look like, guys? Because the system we have does not work. Nope. It does not work. No, it's broken. It's It's, broken. Yeah. And again, this is coming
1: from two people who are doing their best to work within the system. Yeah. Two people who are aware... You know, and, and working
0: with places, like I said, every one of these places, even the places that didn't take my insurance, could have easily been like, oh, "I'm sorry, we don't take your insurance." Click, right? And they busted their asses to try to find me some other place. And like those is, people gave a shit. Right. And this is Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, Los Angeles this is snowflake capital of the world. Yeah, what if you're in St. Louis, Missouri?
0: Right. I mean, yeah, you're and, in, you're in. Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, Europe. Bumblefuck Maine. Like yeah. in, in Gadsden, your... Alabama. Which, right. by the way, nobody in Gadsden opens their mouth when they talk, so really? they all talk like yes, oh, I'm, I'm from Gadsden. Gadsden. That's fun. Yeah, I like that.
1: But uh, it's uh, still like that. That's not fair to you at all. And it's like, hey, system, like fucking figure it out, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. And what's funny too is the the party that talks about how we need. Mental health care, instead of any kind of gun reform, is also the party that is against any kind of medical reform. They don't want socialized medicine. They don't want these things. And and I don't care where you set politically. This is not a political podcast. Yeah. But the system doesn't work. It doesn't. And there needs to be a fix. And the fix isn't, well, let's just do more of the same.
1: And, and we're not sitting here pretending to have the answer because we don't. Yeah, like, God knows we don't. No,
0: it does. We're, we're just people who are fighting our way through it and right. realizing it does not fucking work. No. And thinking again, you know, what if, what if you have borderline personality disorder? What if you have schizophrenia and you're going through a much more serious episode? What if I, now that I know I'm bipolar one, what if I was having a full on fucking delusion, you know, that I thought God was speaking to me and he, he wanted me to fly? Right. You know? And I'm I'm having to go through all these hoops to try to get help. It's it's absurd. It's really absurd. Yeah. It's that it? <laughs>
1: Oh my that's the name of the podcast.
0: What? <laughs> um We
1: tied it all up, you guys.
0: This yeah. is our last episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's um I don't know. But like you said, you have to do the work. Yeah. And that that means fighting through this shit. And and you gotta do the work when you need to do the work. I mean again, if you love somebody, and and I, I don't even necessarily mean a romantic love. No, that. If, if it's that. your parents, your children, a, a a romantic partner, if it's a best friend, mm-hmm. if somebody is like, Look, I love you and I need you to get help, you gotta fucking man up, woman up, non binary up <laughs> and go get the fucking help.
1: Yeah. And you know, we've had a lot of people message us who who aren't necessarily diagnosed, but who have who are friends of people who are diagnosed or family members who are diagnosed and they talk about the struggles that they're going through and the people those people I just want you to hear this. It's awesome that you're supporting these people. It's 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 amazing that you're aware and you're you're trying to be you know, informed as much as you can those people need help and they need to acknowledge that they need help and they need to seek that help and at no yeah. point should you have to take that on yourself That no point should you be like it's my fault because you know Jane Doe is not doing what they should do I've got to inform myself more to convince them to do that no that's a slippery slope that's a rabbit hole for you to fall down you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, it gets to a point with people in your life where you have to set an ultimatum. Yeah. And try to do that when they're not in an episode. Right. Because they can't. If you have that grandiosity, if they're bipolar, for instance, and you got that grandiosity while you're manic, you're not hearing that shit. Nope. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. If you're grandiose.
1: Yeah. So you got to wait till they're at zero, yeah. whatever that zero looks for them, and just talk to them and be like, look, you need, you need help. And you need to seek help. And if you refuse to seek help, then... I can't be here for you. I man. can't, right, because... Because you, you got
0: to take care of your own mental
1: health. Right, too. because if you sit there and you're like, you martyr yourself for this human being that is refuses to, you know... Look at it like this. You're <laughs> swimming in the ocean with another person by your side. And that person refuses to paddle, right? So they are going to wrap their arms around your neck and drag you down. And you're sitting there going, "I'm a strong swimmer. I got this." Eventually, you're going to get exhausted. They're going to
0: drag you beneath the surface yeah. and you're fucked. It's not that you're abandoning this person. You're not abandoning them. You're you're trying to you're trying to protect yourself and force their hand. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, if you don't if you don't do the work, you don't go and you get that diagnosis, you don't get on the medication, you don't do the therapy, it's just going to get worse and worse.
1: Yeah. You're a walking time bomb.
0: Yeah. I mean, trust me. Like, And we're doing the work. Yeah. The reason I got diagnosed to begin with was because I had a horrible, horrible year last year of bad episodes. And it all culminated with me with somebody I considered my best friend in the world. I cared about this person more than than almost anyone mm-hmm. at the time. And telling me what a piece of shit I was. And that for like a good two hours, like just just like hammering you. Yeah. With, with all this stuff. And it just left me going, God, what the fuck is wrong with me? Right. And that friendship's destroyed. That person will never talk to me again. But that, that hitting that kind of level of rock bottom is what pushed me there. And it shouldn't have taken that. Right. Right. You know? I mean, I was, you know, we've talked about before, I was grasping at straws. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Maybe it's I went on testosterone therapy. Maybe it's I was in a car, sure, way, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, this is something I've been struggling with my, my whole life. And at some point in my life, I should have been like, I have a problem. Let me go see a professional. But you don't know you have a problem <laughs> until, like, it, gets until it gets that bad. Until it
1: gets that bad. And I think that's the
0: problem. Hey, you know, everyone
1: out there who is, um, Who's dealing with someone in their life that you think might have a disorder that is not diagnosed, and these people refuse to even talk about it? Share this podcast with them and trick them because we're kind of funny. Be like, "Hey, look at these, these guys! Are hilarious! Look at these hilarious assholes <laughs> who are mentally, de- <laughs> you know, deficient. You know, g- like listen to them be assholes, and and maybe somewhere in
0: these however many episodes we've released at this point, something will click with them. Yeah." And we get that in a lot of messages. We do that. That people have said, "Hey, you know, my my spouse, my you know this person, that person in my life, I was listening to your podcast. I got them listening to it, and they finally decided to go seek help."
1: Yeah, yeah. And we don't know what that. You don't know what that diagnosis is. You know, going to be don't at any point in time be like, "Oh, they got to be bipolar. That's what this is." Yeah. No, 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 no.
0: There's there's such a huge spectrum. It's of Huge mental spectrum. Illness and
1: you're here. not a fucking doctor. Yeah. I mean. I, I hope doctors aren't listening to this
0: podcast. Oh, God. Okay. I'm kind of embarrassed. I was <laughs> really embarrassed. Unless they're sex doctors. Sex doctors. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> I have to take your drawstring pants, Brad. <laughs> do I get a gown? Oh, oh we're out of gowns. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Gross. I'll tell you this, what we do for therapy here. <laughs>
1: Dude, so you guys can't see brad but he doesn't have those like glorious 70s locks you know that go down past his shoulders but i really want to go out and get him a wig that does that just because
0: of this conversation <laughs> wear some aviators yeah yeah of course like, buddy you know yeah. denim on denim um <laughs> the, well, the canadian, tuxedo. canadian tuxedo
1: well buddy i'm i'm glad you went and sought help i'm glad that you're, you're finding a routine and...
0: And you know, as shitty as I felt about doing that, the amount of support that I received from the people around me, like not just my family and you, I'm getting choked up, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, my friends, um, a guy I, I write screenplays with, um, John Patrizzi, who I'll call out here, who also suffers from, from some stuff, um, everybody was just, just like, you know, you're doing the right thing, we're proud of you, we love you and um and having that support system means a lot yeah you know um cuz this this shit's fucking hard man it's hard F- find a support system be
1: a support system not at the detriment to your own health but like we need your help we we do um even at our best of times we still need your help so offer it um Accept it, because that's a huge part of it. Like a lot of people don't it's like hard, to accept help. Hard to
0: accept help, help,
1: um, and continue to work towards bettering yourself. You know, uh,
0: you know what I actually thought of the other day. Mm. I'm going to throw this out here for, to Adam for the first time on the podcast. uh Oh, we should start like some kind of like meetup groups. Oh, batshit badasses! That's a good idea. Like in cities where there's more than one person who listens to. us. <laughs> <laughs> Eey, all right. So now we're really stretching wouldn't ourselves. That, wouldn't, then? That, wouldn't that be cool? Like that one, would be once cool. a month, the batshit badasses all get together. and Ooh, have I a drink like that and, like, idea. Yeah, so. and it can be super informal. Like it's yeah. not a therapy session. No, it's just, you know, it's just people like, meet each other and get to form a little community. Yeah, and, and talk. talk about shit. Talk yeah. about all this shit. Yeah,
1: and e- even if like at these. At these meetups, you don't talk about the shit that you've gone through in your, you know, in your bad states. You just get to know people who you can relate to. And then when you have a situation you need to talk about, you have a community.
0: Yeah. And even if you're not suffering from a mental illness Mm -hmm. and you listen to this podcast, you know, and you just want to learn more about it and you want to be supportive, you know, or you have somebody in your life who's going through it and you want to know more about it, you know. You'd show up at these things. That's a great th- idea. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Sorry. I have no idea how the fuck to organize nope. that. Nope, we
1: don't. Nope. <laughs> uh, this is going to come out, and people are going to be like, that's great, and then radio silence from <laughs> us. Because we're still
0: fucking figuring out how to record a yeah. podcast, people, yeah.
1: let alone like-
0: And drink. guess what? In bipolar, you have a lot of big ideas <laughs> that you never figure out how to implement. <laughs> so. Man, <is> stuck! <laughs> scotch, uh, scotch,
1: scotch. Scotch, scotch, Uh, No, but seriously, buddy, thank you for sharing that experience with us. Thank yeah. you- Um. For seeking help and being safe and continuing to better yourself. Like, really, I mean it. Like, it, it it's hard, and I know it's hard. So thank you for doing yeah.
0: that. Thank you. Yeah. And thank all of you listening.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys and girls. We see you. We love you. Uh, keep fighting. Keep helping the people in your life fight and never give up.